Hi, I'm Carl Payton, pastor of Transformation Church RVA. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for checking out this sermon. I also wanted to bring to your attention something that is close to our hearts here. While our team has prayed that this message would stir within you a desire to know more about Jesus and be more like Him, our desire is that it would only be supplemental to your faith journey and not replace the church and faith community God has called you to be a part of locally. With that said, engage with us over the next 30 to 40 minutes as we dig into the Word of God proclaimed. I want you to turn in your Bibles this morning to Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3. Um, be in prayer these next couple days for uh, many of you know James Witten and Ashley Witten. Uh, James is our electric guitar player. They added to their family this week a little baby girl. Uh, so they're they're up at Johnston Willis now, loving on her. And um, so we look look forward to having them back. But pray for them. If you've ever been in the hospital for any length of time, you know that that's it's no fun, no matter what you're doing. Uh, you just don't sleep. Uh, the baby's probably the only light there. Um, so just be in prayer for them. We're in our last week of our series, Why Serve? And I do want to commend you as Woody did. The sign-ups yesterday, were fen- uh, last Sunday, were phenomenal. Um, if you have not served, you're going to get another chance today to sign up for a team. Uh, if you're already on a team, sign up. If you're not on a team, if this is your first Sunday here, put your name on that list. I want you to help us. Um, And and so our teams have grown, and lots of people stepped forward to serve. Some served yesterday uh, under the leadership of our facilities manager, facilities director, Dewey. Uh, We cleaned out the house next door, uh, getting ready for actually Ian and Alyssa, who will be uh, Alyssa will be moving in there soon, and then Ian shortly next year when they get married. Um, and worked all around this property, cutting grass and sweating. Look, I slapped Roger on the back, caused a tidal wave in the cafe. Roger was working on Saturday. I'm, ki- I'm not kidding, he was working. Um, and serving with a smile. And it makes you wonder, why do people do it? Why, why do people do this? Um, I can tell you, for, for people who are on staff, we, we don't go into ministry professionally for the money. We could make more money outside of here. For those who are volunteers, you obviously don't do it for money either. Um, and so why do you do that? Why do you come out here and work for hours and hours and slave and slave and slave? And I want to tell you, for those who have maybe never served, or this may be your first time thinking about serving, I want to give you eight reasons, eight blessings, eight benefits. Everybody say benefits of why serving, um, how serving impacts your life. And as a matter of fact, I've got a little surprise at the end. So stay awake. Tap your neighbor. Say, stay awake. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to jump around a little bit here, but there are eight, um, eight blessings we experience when we serve God 
and serve people here. And the very first one, if you want to write this down, you can. There's no insert. haven't done one for a few weeks because I just want you to kind of absorb. But number one is serving allows us to discover and develop our spiritual gifts. For those who don't know, God created you. He wired you just the way you are. Just the way you are. And, 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 and remember that because I'm going to have a helper later on that's going to remind us of this. A lot of people think like they don't have anything to offer or, or maybe they don't know the gifts they have in them. And serving will bring those out. And I'll give you an example. Um, hospitality may not be your gift. And I'll tell you how you know. You serve on our kitchen team with Sandra, and Sandra will tell you if hospitality is your gift. Some of you won't do well. Have you ever been over to someone's house, and they just don't know how to take care of you? You almost feel like you're out of place. Like you go to visit somebody, and they just don't know how to take care of you. Let me tell you what happens when you go over to the Jones household. Let me tell you what happens. You come in, everything is nice and neat and ready to go. Sandra is more than likely making something. She'll sit you down, ask you what you want to drink. Woody will do the same thing. Look, Woody will do the same thing. What can I get you to drink? They'll get you something to drink, sit you down. And then there's some type of pie that comes out of it. Praise God. Hear me. That's hospitality. That's how you know Sandra and Woody have a gift for that. Now, I like to think of myself as hospitable. But I'll tell you, if you come over to my house, you're going to have to make yourself at home because I'm not going to get anything for you. <laughs> More than likely. Um, so if you, if you want hospitality, you'll go to Sandra and Woody's house. If, if you want to have a good conversation and maybe mow the backyard, you come over to mine. In 1 Corinthians 12... Um, the Bible compares the church to the human body. Um, just like our bodies are made of many different parts serving specific functions, the hand does one thing, the foot does another thing, the nose does a, something different. The church is made up of people of different skills and abilities. By themselves, they accomplish little. But together, they accomplish much. 1 Corinthians 12 is all about this. So if you want to read about it, read about it. I'm not going to, I've got eight to go through, so I'm not going to read it. But listen, this body here is made up of people with different gifts. And you find out what gift it is by serving. You might try out in hospitality. You might try out serving and greeting at the door. Can I tell you something? Some of y'all are grumpy. There's a reason Harold's out on the parking lot. It's because I want people seeing Harold. He smiles and he's happy and he's glad to see you. But some of y'all I don't want in the parking lot. Some of y'all I, I want you to figure out what your gift is elsewhere. So, and that's, that's how you find out what your gift is. Go out and do it and it will develop. And, and, and just like your muscles, the more you work it, the stronger it becomes. And listen to me. If you do not work your spiritual gifts, don't expect them to be strong. 
That's what God expects of us. Number two, serving allows us to experience miracles. Serving allows us to experience miracles. Um, I keep going to the kitchen team, but I just heard a story yesterday about our food pantry. A lady comes to get groceries from the food pantry. She's in need. She's so moved by what we're doing here, she reaches and grabs $2 to, to give to the food pantry. And, it, and, and Woody was telling me it reminded him of that lady with the mite. Like all these, these priests and these religious folks were given tons of money and all this lady had was just, just the change in her pocket. But she gave it. If you don't serve, you don't get to witness things like that. If you just come to church on Sundays, you don't get to witness it. In John chapter 2, Jesus was at a wedding, okay? And, and, the, and the couple was running out of wine for its guests. He tells the servants to go fill several jugs with water to the brim. Everybody say, to the brim. When they served the water, it was wine. So let me, let me paint this picture. These servants, they, they were running out of wine for this party. They went and filled their cups with water. These big vats, they filled them up with water. And as they, can you imagine going to fill someone's wine cup with water? And, he, and they go over and as they pour, all of a sudden wine comes out. Let me tell you something. If they were not serving, they would have not witnessed it. There are all types of miracles that happen. And because, and, and you can ask anybody on staff, ask an elder, ask a deacon, ask anybody who's here that's serving on a regular basis. And what they will tell you is they have witnessed God move as a part of their serving. If you have wondered, hear me, look at me this morning, everybody, teenagers all around the room, listen. If you have wondered if God moves, serve with us. You'll see it. Serve with us. You'll see it. The guests never knew what happened. The servants were the ones that witnessed the miracles. The same is true when we serve. Number three. Serving allows us to experience the joy and the peace that comes from obedience. How many of you are great at obeying? <clears throat> Anybody? Anybody just a rule follower? You're just a rules person. It's okay to be an obeyer. Yeah, that's fine. Miss Trudy is. Look, Miss Trudy is all about the rules. Yeah. Talk about it, Charles. Just tell us. L listen. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Don't say nothing. I want everybody to leave here happy today. Um, and let me tell you. I love Miss Trudy. Miss Trudy keeps us in line. And let me tell you, the teenagers love Miss Trudy too. You know why? Teenagers, as much as they push against boundaries, want boundaries. You know what boundaries say? That you care. That you care. Hey, teenagers, hear me. Yep, all five of you in here. Uh, no, we got some more in the back too. Look at that. Oh, sit down, Grant. Just leave it to the teenagers. Just make a fool out of himself right here in front of everybody. We set boundaries for you because we love you. 
The Bible sets boundaries because, it lo- because God loves us. In 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. Everybody say others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Do you hear what that's saying? When you serve, you point people to Jesus. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to know your Bible like the back of your hand. You just need to serve him with your whole heart. And people will see him. They see him when you serve. If, if you've struggled with ways to figure out how to, like, how do people see God in me? Serve them. Serve the people that don't like you. That will, that will say much of Jesus. But, but as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, serving as a form of worship. Everybody say worship. A way to express gratitude for what Jesus has done. You know why I serve? Some of you might think I preach for the pay. or It's, it's your job, preacher. That's, what, that's what, why we have you around here. Um. During women's Bible studies, you know who does child care? I do. You know why? Because it's my, I want to serve. I want to make sure I am outside of this pulpit and outside of the leadership of this church. I want to serve the Lord faithfully. And, and, and it's not to be seen. It's not, to be, it's not for people to pat me on the back. It's because I want to make much of Jesus. I need people to see him. And people see him when you serve him. Oh, write that down. People see him when you serve him. Number four, serving helps us to be more like Jesus. Let me turn here. Matthew, and you can turn here as well. Hold your finger right there in Joshua. I'm going to a story here in a second. Matthew 25 and verse 40 says this. And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Listen, when we serve, we become more like Jesus. Okay? And when we serve, we should serve others as if we're serving Jesus himself. That's what the Bible says. And, and for us to become more like him, we have to serve. Because the Bible tells us what? He came not to be served, but to serve. If you've come in this morning and you think it's about a Sunday pew position, and you sing two or three songs, then you go home and live your life however you want the rest of the week, you're missing it. God's called you to serve, to love people with your hands and your feet, and not just talk about it. To be more like Jesus. Number five. Serving surrounds us with other Christians who can help us follow Jesus. How many of you have really good friends? Yep. How many of you have friends that they're like good friends but they're not good to be around? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Wrong crowd. I've got some friends 
They're good friends of mine. I've known them for years. But I can't be around them that much. They're bad influences. Um, they, they push me not toward God but away from him. And it's because they don't love him. They don't, they don't serve the Lord. It's fine. But they don't push me towards Christ. When we're working side by side with other people, a bond inevitably forms. Listen, when you serve, you get to grow in Christ with people next to you. I Look, here, look at me. Eye contact. I am a better person today because I work alongside Roger. I'm a better Christian. I'm a better Christian today because I walk and serve alongside Woody Jones. And I could point more and more out in this room. I grow in Christ because I get to serve alongside. If you're talking about benefits, let me tell you about the benefits. A benefit of serving the Lord is that you get to grow with other Christians. If, you're, if you don't have the community and friends outside of this place that you can grow in the Lord with, join a serve team. Cook food in the kitchen. Park in the parking lot. Count money. Help our kids. I don't care what it is, but if you serve alongside other Christians, what is guaranteed is that you'll grow in Christ. This was part of God's plan for how the church is supposed to work. That's why Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 instructs us to spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, but encouraging one another. Serving together makes a difference. Serving, and and I'm going to stop here at six. Serving increases our faith. Serving will increase your faith. As we move out of our comfort zone, God increases our faith by revealing new potential in ourselves and in his church. When we see what he can do, when his power is at work within us, we begin looking for the doors he's opening rather than pushing our way through the ones he's closed. You can find that in Ephesians 3 and 20. Serving increases our faith because as you serve, what did we find out earlier? One benefit is that you get to see miracles happen. You get to see miracles happen. Now that's not to say you can't see miracles happen in your own personal life. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you see more of them. You see all kinds of God-sized miracles happen when you serve in the church. And what we're saying here is that serving, when you're around the miraculous constantly, when you're around God's people constantly, your faith, it grows. You will find that God is, we said this a couple weeks ago, who he says he is when you serve. Not out of obligation, but out of overflow, out of what he has done serving you on the cross. The last thing I want to say about why we should serve, why we should serve, and it's because in the book of Joshua, there's this story, and I'm going to be brief here, so I'm just going to paraphrase The Israelites were out of Egypt. They were on their way and they've come across to this place called Jericho. They're just on the other side of the Jordan River. Okay, this is in Israel. 
Middle East. They send some spies. Let me give you the background where we're at. They've sent 12 spies, one from each tribe, across the Jordan River over to Jericho to spy out the city and see what's going on. There's a lady named Rahab in this story. You've probably heard her name. She gave them shelter. And when they came back, they said, surely the Lord's going to give us this city because they're scared to death of us. Just a sidebar piece here. When you serve the Lord, people, uh, people can see him in you. These people in Jericho saw God working in the Israelites already. And so they come to the Jordan River, and they've got to cross it. Now, the Jordan River at its widest point is probably 100 feet wide. Um, it's, it's more of a creek in most places, but at the widest point, it's about 100 foot wide, and it goes as deep as about 17 feet. You ever crossed a river that's 17 feet deep, and it runs over into the Dead Sea? Have you ever crossed a river at all that's kind of moving? Okay, well, maybe just me. It's, it's a wild ride. And they had to carry a whole group of people across, including the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. So picture this. They come to the, the river, and this is what God said to Joshua. Because Moses has gone. Joshua's leading the charge here. And God says, Joshua, let me tell you something. When, if you do what I'm about to tell you to do, people are going to see that I'm behind all of it. I'm about, to, I'm about to do something that's going to blow your mind. So I want you to tell the priests to carry the ark and, and walk right up to the edge of the river and get their feet in. And when their feet get in the river, I'll take care of the rest. This is a short version. So they do that. Everybody lines up behind the priests. They walk. The priests put their feet in the river carrying the ark of the covenant. The people of Israel, about a half mile behind them, you know why? Because if you get too close, you'll die to the Ark of the Covenant. The priest's feet hit the water. The river stops on one end. A wall. The river stops. And the rest of the water flows out to the Dead Sea. And as long as those priests are holding the Ark there, standing in that river, they crossed on the ground. While the river was still held up, Joshua tells 12 guys, one from each tribe, to go grab a rock, put it on your shoulder, and bring it out from the bottom of that river. And this is what he says in chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He says, we will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a, as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. The reason why, ultimately, I think, Serving is the best thing you can choose to do with your time. It's because it, it creates a, a stone for the next generation. Can I tell you something? The young people in here are watching all of us and what we do with our time. My daughter 
watches what I do with my time. And I am constantly thinking, what kind of legacy am I leaving behind? What kind of memorial is going to remind my daughter that God is who he says he is? And serving is one of those things. So I'm going to bring Macy up. Come up here. Everybody give Macy a hand. Here, you can come out here. They can't see you right here. You can come over here. Come on, babe. Okay. Now, are you nervous? No. Okay. She's a preacher's kid. In thinking of serving and why serve, what I would what I would press for you today is that when you serve, you are leaving a legacy for your kids about what's important. We're leaving a legacy for the next generation of Transformation Church, what's important around here. When I want to pick up some stones about how, how when we served the Lord and we were obedient to him, this is a memorial of what God can do. And so every night when we go to bed, um, I ask Macy some questions. And the reason I ask her these questions is because I need her to remember and I need her, almost like stones, I need her to remember what God can do, even at this young age. So I'll start out by asking, um, what does God do? Can you tell them what God does? Make good things out of bad things. Say it slow. Make good things out of bad things. Makes good things out of bad things. We start out with that question. And this is all right after we pray. And then, Macy, why do we pray? Because Jesus loves us and he cares. What is it? Because Jesus loves us and he cares. Because Jesus loves us. And he cares. And he cares. That's why we pray. Does he give us everything we want? No. Does he give us everything we need? Yes. Yeah. And somebody asked me about this one. Macy, why, why don't we have to be afraid of the storms? Because Jesus controls them. What does he do? Because Jesus controls. Because Jesus controls them. Macy, what does it mean to forgive somebody? It means if someone says sorry and someone says it's the Christ, they forgive them. They forgive them. Yeah. Why do we forgive people? Because Jesus forgives us. Go back to me. The reason I brought Macy up here today is because I want you to know that what we do in this life matters. How you spend your time matters. And as I get ready to close, I need you to understand that when we serve, it says something. It says something to the people around us. It says something to our kids. Thank you, baby. You did a good job. Glad you didn't foul that up. You made me a little nervous. Yeah, that's good. You know, toddlers, you never know what they're going to say. So I was just in deep prayer that that turned out okay. We say that every night. Just like little stones. I just, I want to make a memorial. I want to make a memorial that, that everywhere. Now, listen, the people of Israel, after they got across the river, they obeyed God. They did what he said. Exactly as he said it. And they took those stones to remind them that God does what he says he's going to do when you obey him. And so this morning as they sing, I surrender all, 
I want you to kind of just close your eyes. I want you to pray and ask God, you know, what, what can I surrender to you? What can I surrender so I can serve you? And then after this service is over, I want you to go to the back, if you have not already, and I want you to put your name and your contact information on one of those serve sheets for all the benefits I've listed today, that you can witness the power of God, you can witness miracles, you get to grow in your faith with other Christians. There's so many benefits to serving. But the most important is that it leaves a legacy behind you that God will do what he says he's going to do when you obey him. God's, that's what God's asking of us today. So as Kirsten sings, would you close your eyes, bow your head, and just ask the Lord to speak to your heart this morning. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA, located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.